talk about sex, Jamie. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex, Jamie. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About Sex Jamie. I'm Jamie and on today's episode we have the amazing Remy Casimir from uh, How Come Podcast. If you listen to this podcast, you've probably listened to that podcast. She's one of the titans in the sex podcast world. Um, it's really cool, it was one of the first podcasts I actually listened to before making this one and was like, this is really cool, I want to do this, this is awesome. Um, so yeah, I had a lot of fun chatting to Remy, um, I hope you enjoy it and I'm also chatting to the amazing Miss Marilyn about something that I've actually kept hidden for a while. I wasn't quite ready to talk about it on the podcast. Um, I tend to talk about some like super personal things about me on the podcast, but uh, yeah, this one felt like quite a big one. Uh, it's about my kind of experience as a financial dominatrix. Dominatrix? Is there a male word for dominatrix? I definitely should have Googled this before I recorded this intro. Anyway, yeah, and I thought I should talk to Miss Marilyn about it. Um, being the uh, elite prime premium sex worker that she is, I thought uh, she'd be a good person to chat to about it. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, let us know on Instagram, on Twitter, all that stuff. Um, the videos of these interviews are also up on our YouTube channel, which you should definitely be checking out. And yeah, there you go. Have a good time. Stay hydrated. Love you, bye. This next chat is available over on our YouTube channel. Real, like, moving pictures with faces and mouths and stuff. Uh, so feel free to go over there and check it out. Or just stay here and keep listening. Do whatever you want. Hey, Remy. Hey, Jamie. How's it going? You're right. I'm going good. You're going good. It's 9 a.m. <laughs> for you. Going... You're looking good yeah. for 9 a.m. Like on, straight on. Thank the you. Thank well. you so much. Yeah. I'm um, sitting in bed. My favorite place to be. Yeah. And let's talk about sex, Jamie. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> so I will admit, I'm pretty fucking nervous right now. Uh, you are in the like sex podcast world. One of the titans. Um, oh, thanks. And uh, yeah, I definitely asked you to be on the podcast about a year and a half ago, I think. And you just replied <laughs> to me and I was like, cool, let's do it. So, uh, here we are. Okay. I had um, a glitch in like my Instagram messages that yeah. hundreds have flooded in right. from my account and the How Come podcast account, like from 2019. So oh, people shit. being like, I can't come. Like, what do I do <laughs> to like, people asking me to be on the podcast, which is like amazing. But then I just, I, I'm like, Oh my God, I've left everyone in the lurch. So yeah, yeah, I responded to like, I tried to respond to the people that I felt were important to reach out to. Mm. And some people like you were like, Oh, yay, this is great. Thanks for their final response. And some people were like, dude, that was three years. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> I've come by now. And I'm yeah, like, I've Oh, come many amazing. Times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we should, we should briefly talk about that. Although it feels a bit stupid because I think anyone listening to my podcast probably knows who you are and what your podcast is about, but let's briefly go over that. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah, going to make no, you, I'm going to make not. you tell the story because you're probably, you're probably bored of telling it, but I'm going to make you do it anyway. Um, no, I so love yeah, it. the, the, how, po the, how come podcast, tell us about it. Yes. What, what was it originally like intended for? So, um, I started how come at the ripe old age of 28 years old, cause mm -hmm. I had never had an orgasm, not mm -hmm. alone, not with a person, never. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
I was really coming to terms with the fact that I did not think that was okay. Mm -hmm. Um, For the majority of my life, I thought that was okay because I thought that the female orgasm was like a myth or it was something that like only a handful of people could achieve because like, you know, you'd see like Samantha Jones on Sex and the City getting penetrated once and like screaming. And I'd be like, oh, okay. So like there are people who come and people who don't, and I'm one of the ones who don't. Right. Um, And then it was when I really started doing stand up seriously that I was seeing all these other performers who were my age and had vulvas and they were talking about their orgasms on stage all the time. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> like everyone's coming and it's yeah. just not me. Like I had no idea. So sometimes I would go up to them after shows and I'd be like, that joke about the five orgasms. Like that was so funny. And they'd be like, that wasn't the joke part of the joke. And I'd be like, right. what? <laughs> um, so you're actually coming? Like, how are you doing that? And they'd get like concerned for me and be like, oh my God, we need to fix you. Or like, we need to help you, you know, like yeah. really like compassionate responses most of the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it would be like, "Ugh, are you broken? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> which wasn't fun. But most of the time they would try to give me tips of things that I could do. Um, and I would try to implement them, but then I would end up giving up or like just not doing it because I was like, Ugh, I am broken. It's never mm-hmm. going to happen. And then I finally was like, you know what? I need something to hold me accountable to actually do these like little informal assignments. Like let's make yeah. them formal assignments. So I mm-hmm. have to do it and like really focus on myself in this journey. So I set up how come to figure out a, how I haven't already come and also how to come, um, So the initial structure was, and we still do this. We still ask everybody about their first time coming experience because Mm I want to know how old you were, where you were, what you used, you know, like what furniture in your house was it on? (laughs) Um, And then in the beginning, they'd have to give me an assignment that I'd have to do for the next week Mm. um, in order to help me come. And spoiler alert, I blew my load mad early, you guys. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> episode six. <laughs> I was six. I was ready. I was there at one. I was like, yeah. oh, this is going to be a long like time for you. And then six episodes in, yeah, oh, yeah I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah sorry. Game over. <laughs> yeah. And some people um, were really excited by that. And they were like, yay. Oh, it just took conversation. And you like actually like putting in the work. And some people were like, hey, like, what the fuck? Like, I'm still here not having come. Like, yeah. what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, you know, at first I had this, you know, moment when I was having my first orgasm that I was like, oh my God, do I have to shut down the podcast? (laughs) Yeah. I'm a fraud. (laughs) No, not I'm a fraud, but like, is it over? Is this is an HBO miniseries now instead of a podcast? Um, But people were like, no, we still have things to learn. Also, we would like you to learn because my first um, orgasm was a, a toy. And they were like, okay, well, you were alone with a toy. Can you do it? with a partner can you do it manually can you do it internally or whatever and um i've done it internally since have done it with a partner since yeah um but that's been like a slow progression and then uh yeah after season one i was like let's stop focusing on me and start focusing on how other people feel they're not represented Mm. sexually um because that was the thing for me when i finally like came out as anorgasmic Um, I found a really great sense of community. Nobody was talking about it Mm. at first. Um, You know, I would only get those responses of sympathy or trying to help, but no one really admitting like me too. Um, So when I spoke about it on the podcast and I had all these other people 
popping up, even friends in my life, actually, and family members being like, yeah, yeah, me too, me too, me too. And I was like, oh, okay, great. So I wanted to give that feeling to other people. So we've had um, episodes on sex and disability, sex and religion, um, Mm -hmm. just how sex factors into the other facets of your life. Um, You know, obviously like threesomes, another thing that people want to achieve, but really just making everyone feel more normal and give them more uh, sense of community, camaraderie, companionship. Yeah. yeah. Come, come, come. Come, come. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That makes <laughs> a lot of sense. I, I, the thing, one thing that I find interesting is like, obviously the orgasms come up a lot um, and like struggling to orgasm, um, you know, all that kind of stuff comes up a lot in, in my podcast, in every sex podcast, right? There's so everyone yeah. has like, there's like a spectrum of like how easy it is to come. You know, you've seen people that can yeah. sneeze and have orgasms. I've been with people like Literally. that. And there are other people that, yeah, struggle, takes ages mm-hmm. and a lot of like sweat and hard work. Um, the thing that like comes up in conversation usually is like, uh, we talk about how it's in your head, you know, it's like, it's a mental thing and you're putting, mm. if you're putting loads of pressure on yourself and you're, you've struggled mm-hmm. before, you're going to struggle in the future. And I, I stand by that. I think that like, you know, I think 90% of an orgasm is a mental state. You know, you need to be in the right mindset. You need to be yeah. in a moment comfortable. And then you fucking just like blew that apart by being like, oh yeah, I just got this toy. Uh, this like machine <laughs> just like fucked me. And then I came, I came really hard. Well, um, and it's just like, it, you know, I don't, but- I don't know if I blew that apart because the mind was, a huge focal point of mine as well. Um, Everybody did say that to me. Oh, it's something in your head that's holding you back or whatever. Mm. And my like crazy ass goes to, oh no, like what if it's something fucked up? Like what if (laughs) I like, I don't know, like want to fuck like a goat, you know, like just like. (laughs) Yeah, that's the one thing that's missing. Yeah. Yeah, like what if it's like something so bad that I don't know? So actually one of my assignments early on was to go to the doctor and it wasn't just go to the gyno, which I did um, and like checked out if I was physically okay. I went to my therapist Mm. and I like talked about it for the first time, um, which was a huge hurdle for me. I'd never talked about sex or orgasms with my therapist. which sounds so insane, but I thought it was like, oh, she doesn't need to know that. She knows about my family. She doesn't need to know about like my vagina. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, yes, she did because mm-hmm. it was something that I was struggling with. And I, I just really unloaded everything onto her. This is how I feel about this. These are fantasies that I have. This is mm. what I think might be holding me back. Mm. And just having her there going, that's normal. Yeah. You know, it kind of put like... Um, it didn't heal my brain, but it let my brain feel a little better about itself so that the next time I was trying to get there, I wasn't thinking, you're a freak, you're a freak. Like there's something yeah. wrong Stop with Stop thinking you. about like, goats. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, totally. I, think, I don't want to like... fuck any goats. I don't even <laughs> like them. <laughs> I don't want to fuck, fuck goats. They suck. Um, yeah. I think that's like something that I've shared as well t- talking to other people with sex pod- podcasts is that it's like stealth therapy <laughs> like talking about sex this it much is. yeah you end yeah. up you end up like yeah uncovering stuff inside yourself that you didn't you didn't realize was there um mm-hmm. so yeah okay cool i yeah i actually wanted to talk to you specifically about the dm that i sent you ages ago um so i i was yeah. in some like some facebook group um some like sex positive facebook group and someone posted in there that they were 30 years old and they'd never had an orgasm um, mm-hmm. and I had, I love this DM. Yeah. I'd obviously, uh, listened to your podcast and I saw all the comments. I was like, I'm not going to like 
jump in here because you know this felt like not really my area of expertise but all the comments were like you know mm. try try a tantric massage try this meditation try going to the alps mm-hmm. and visiting this shaman and inhaling yeah. this herb like all like really interesting like crazy you know out there go spend six thousand dollars on this endeavor yeah 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 go, yeah go to a masturbation course and all that so like yeah. all these like crazy ideas and i was like oh, i'm gonna probably get shit for this but i'll just say try this sex toy um, and mentioned you mm. it was like, yeah, it helped mm-hmm. this podcaster, you know, they, they tried it. It was, um, one of the, the clitoral suction toys and, yep. um, didn't, and was like, yeah, whatever, you know, that went out there. And then I didn't hear back for like three months. Uh, and then finally got a message being like, your one worked. <laughs> the toy Yay! made me come. Um, and oh I immediately God, got so her rich. on my podcast. So episode 40 of our podcast was me being like, like five minutes later, being like, come on, come on a Zoom call quick. Oh my God. Congrats. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. It's, such a, so, it's the best feeling in the world that someone's like, oh my God, you made me come without touching me. Like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. No, it was great. And uh, I yeah immediately DM'd you and was like, I'm going to get Remy on the podcast. Uh, yeah. yeah. Here we are 18 months later, but we're here. So yeah. years later. <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about your first orgasm because you did some interesting stuff. And I, I actually re-listened to the episode where you talk about it recently, um, mm. just to like, rem- like remind myself. Um, I thought it was interesting that you, A, put down towels because yeah. you were like what if I'm one of those squirters uh in my experience like I know loads of girls that can come really easily and it takes them a while to like learn to squirt and it's quite an endeavor um and you were yeah. like just in case I'm one of those and two you're like I'll put on really loud music in case I scream which I thought uh. was like a really interesting concept I don't know if you agree now like you know what being what 400 episodes down the line maybe you think differently about it but yeah well I have to tell your listeners who might not know this about me the loud music wasn't just for me it was I was living with my grandmother at the time (laughs) yeah so the day that I had my first orgasm my grandmother (laughs) I actually sorry I'll rewind I think it's really cool that you recommended the toy to this Mm -hmm. person because the recommendation for the toy didn't even come from the podcast. Yeah. Um, that was not part of the assignments. I was doing um, like the podcast circuit because all my friends were like, oh my God, you can't come. We need to talk about this. <laughs> and I was doing this podcast called The Good, The Dad, and The Ugly with Will Winner, Patrick Schroeder, and Casey Salengo, which is a great podcast. Um, three guys, they only uh, interview uh, women. and people with vulvas and they were like, Oh, you can't come. And Will goes, well, have you tried this toy? Um, Rachel Sennett, who's another comedian friend of ours, she couldn't come and she used it and it happened for her. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, okay. And I ordered it and it came into the house where I was staying with my grandmother and I was (laughs) so eager to try it. Mm. And, um, the day that I ended up trying she, I had put my towel down. I turned the music up or whatever. And then I heard her going Remy or whatever. And I was like, (laughs) no, Nan, no. And I like ran ran out and I was like, Nan, I need you to go in your room for like an hour. (laughs) And like floor two, who was her aide at the time. Yeah. Rest in peace, Nan. We love you. (laughs) Um, she died because I came in her house. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I was like, get in your room. Like, I can't, can't have you hearing this potentially. Yeah. Um, that was one of my worries was that I was going to be super loud and, um, scary to anybody I had sex with. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I did the music for that reason. And I also, I did the towel for another familial reason. When I started doing the podcast, I had tons of people in my family telling me they were squirters. Oh, really? Oh, yes. okay. So I wasn't just, I suspected, I was like, oh, genetically, I probably do this. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's an interesting genetic insight there. I don't think many people know the squirting, you know, status of their family. Yeah. I mean, that, that was the thing that honestly, like really put me over the edge with wanting to start the podcast is, yeah, I'd asked all these comedians, but I asked my younger sister and I was like, can you do this? Yeah. And she was like, I can. And I was like, okay, well, our boobs look similar. So I bet I can do it too. (laughs) (laughs) We have similar boobs. We probably have similar boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. It's just, it just, I thought it was some interesting prep for like a first orgasm. It, I guess I'm a Virgo. I have to be ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, and I like my sheets. <laughs> and I'd, I'd heard so much about people just wrecking sheets. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want this really fun first experience. It's to be like a logistical nightmare and suddenly you have yeah. to buy new sheets. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. Well, yeah, cool. All right. Uh, you know that, so uh, you may know about this. Um, they have a suction toy for penis owners now. From Satisfier? Uh, no, it's called the Arcwave. It's oh, like, wow. yeah, it's super weird. I should probably have it to hand. It's on a shelf over there. But like, yeah, I just thought that was interesting because yeah, obviously your suction thing was what helped you. And they have this weird, like you put your like dick in it and it sucks yeah. the frenulum. Have you tried it? Yeah, yeah. It feels like you're being like it feels like your semen's being extract extracted by like aliens. Yeah. I was gonna say, <laughs> is it comfortable? Uh it feels odd. It feels like a sleeve, but like it's like sucking and you're like you're you can feel yourself like about to come, but it doesn't feel good. It's just like, oh, here's an orgasm. Oh, there it is. Yeah, um, yeah. You're yeah. like, I'm being bred right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You feel like it's being extracted for some sort of experiment. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so anyway, I'm glad you had more fun with your suction toy. Um, I do. I will say, I think anybody can use my little ones because the little suction, you can also put it on your nipples, which mm-hmm. is really fun. Yeah. Um, I have used my suction toy like on the tip of my boyfriend's dick, but yeah, yeah he's like, kind of weird <laughs> yeah it's a very odd not sensation yeah, yeah it's not the best but yeah anyway there you go all right so how come podcast uh it's got like hundreds of episodes now people should definitely go and listen um it passed past, past episodes around the world yeah 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 i wanted to talk about that actually so you've got yeah. a world map now right of people uh telling you about their first orgasms yes the congrats map yeah that's pretty cool so yeah there you it's go. one of my my favorite things is to like just i'll scroll on the map sometimes and i'll be like oh somebody came in india how'd they do it <laughs> and you can like <laughs> click and find out right you can click and find yeah, out yeah. yeah it's up to people like how much they want to share and if they want to yeah. be anonymous and stuff um but usually i'll that's where i i'll source our congrats stories because mm. like somebody writes on the map and i'm like oh my god we got to get you on the podcast we've never yeah. even heard it this way before <laughs> nice yeah, there you go. All right. Everyone go check it out. It's much better check than this podcast. <laughs> no, you're really good at hosting. <laughs> and a, you have a great voice. I've just gotten over the nerves. That's all it is. Now oh. you're just now you're just some girl in her bed FaceTiming me for a podcast. This is easy. I've done this. Exactly. Hello everyone. It's me, Jamie, and I've got an important announcement to make. All right. This podcast is now sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, anyone who's been listening to the podcast for the last however long it's been 
knows that I've been shouting about this company for years, since day one. One of our first episodes was a counseling session with me and my counselor from BetterHelp. Um, and I've been on it for years now, probably like coming up to like four years, I think, maybe five years I've been on it, um, getting counseling um, on a weekly basis and I love it. Um, and yeah, it's really, it's really nice. It's a bit like Tinder for therapists. You, you put in like your problems, <laughs> the things that you want to talk to someone about, and then it comes up with all these different counselors who um, specialize in that area and you can kind of read a little bio and like read their reviews and stuff and pick which ones for you. That's really cool. I've gone through like probably probably about 14 counselors in my time on BetterHelp. For me, living in London especially um, I think it's the same for like most major cities out there therapy in-person therapy is really expensive um, this gives you that but you know at the kind of whenever you want to do it it's all online and you can do like you know video voice or text chat um, and it's way cheaper than seeing someone in person so um, yeah it's actual proper like therapy uh, online securely online um, yeah, I send messages at all, at all points in, in the day and night. Um, it's pretty good for that. You can also um, mark them as urgent, which is quite nice. I think a lot of people, when they think about online counselling, they kind of think, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, it's like a bit distanced. Like you're not completely like fully in touch with your counsellor. But um, I think, you know, with it being online, you're more in touch with them and you can mark messages as urgent if you want like a, a quicker response. So... They are sponsoring this podcast now, which is cool, which means we have a discount link. Um, you get 10% off if you go to betterhelp.com forward slash. Let's talk about sex, Jamie. There's a link in the bio. And yeah, love you. Bye. Hello, Marilyn. Hey, Jamie. You're right. How's it going? I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Blinding, man. Blinding. Thanks for coming and chatting to me again. You're very welcome came back yeah 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 so um i actually wanted to talk about me for a change doesn't happen too often uh on the podcast but i'm gonna do it let me get to know you jimmy i want to get inside you (laughs) yeah yeah get inside me um so i want to talk about findom okay now if anyone that isn't aware of findom firstly you should have listened to the podcast sooner because i did an episode on findom uh a few uh and secondly it's basically actually maybe you should explain it you're the professional what is what is a findom what is a financial dominatrix so findom stands for well it's obviously a shortened version of financial domination Mm -hmm. so it's domination which concerns the submissive's finances now it can be anything from deciding how much they're going to spend on their lunch from day to day or it can be emptying their bank account having their car details and basically splurging whenever you want and entirely ruining them and putting them into debt <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so i've i know a few people that have dabbled in this and a lot of people that do it like at a very professional level and by very professional i mean like they make a fucking load of money out of it <laughs> um, and yeah there, there was someone uh mrs alice who i've had on the podcast in the past um who uh yeah had like a, a very high flying uh very powerful lawyer person in new york oh, and she had, yeah i need to find out yeah 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 exactly and yeah she had control of uh, his entire bank account and would give him like an allowance that's so hot yeah 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 it's cool um and there's also actually i'm gonna google this because they are worth name checking hold on uh so there was a financial dominatrix a political dominatrix who uh used the findom game uh to um (laughs) basically um convert like right-wing politically inclined men oh who Um, is this I need to find the name. Hold on. I'm getting like ad ads pop up on this website. Hold on a sec. Um, Reba Mabry, AKA Mistress Rebecca. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, 27-year-old professional dominatrix, uh, as well as a political science lecturer um, who oh. yeah, used, used her, her position as a, as a fin dog. Oh, there to, she is. Yeah. She's got the look. Yeah, exactly. So she, yeah, she would do things like, um, yeah, she would, she would take these high-powered, high, you know, highly paid men and give them, like, the minimum wage and get tell them to live on the minimum wage. That's and, amazing, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> really so super cool. interesting, yeah. So there's some really cool stuff you can do with this. Um, and yeah, I I never realised, so we'll get into this, but I always thought it was a, it was a, a woman's thing, right? Like, you, when you think of dominatrix, you think of women, mostly, right? Uh, well, most of the, actually, funnily you should say that, because most of the really properly successful fin-doms I know are men. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I recently learned this. I had no idea. Um, because you're one of them now. I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Sorry, quick... you're one of them now, master. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get into that. The names I haven't gotten on board with. Uh, I'm a very bad. I think I'm a very bad one. But we'll we'll find out. But yeah, basically. So I was seeing someone many years ago. Um, and I didn't know anything about them doing sex work. Um, we, we were just friends that met through somewhere in the world. Um, and uh, we were hooking up. We had sex. I came on her chest and she basically looked up at me and said, do you want to make some money? Um, and then explained to me, and this was my first encounter with Findom, then explained to me like, yeah, well, I've got this guy who um, if I send him pictures of like me having sex with other people, then um, he pays me money. Oh yes, my favorite kind. <laughs> the favorite flavor of uh, yeah, Finn Slave. But yeah, um, so we took a picture of her and sent it to him, and I got paid like twenty quid for it, and so did she. And I thought that was great. So we did that a couple times, like sent him, you know, videos and pictures and stuff. And mm. uh, I was I was getting paid, and I was like, this is this is great. <laughs> this is really cool. Um, and that kind of that kind of fizzled out. Um, this, this was many years ago, and then recently, just a few months ago, he kind of slid into my DMs. Um, and, same person. Same person. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, basically, he they they was weren't... desperate to see your beautiful cock again. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Uh, so yeah, he uh, basically he he'd been working with other fin doms, uh, female fin doms, in over mm-hmm. the years, and had a load of fun with that. Um, but he said that what he really wanted to try was having a male Findom um, and for it to be like a kind of relationship set up. All right, okay. Which I thought was really interesting. And he kept referencing these other, like, these other Doms that he'd seen on Twitter that had like, they would post like screenshots of their conversations with um, with their subs and stuff. And it was just like, it seemed like kind of matey, like friendly, and they yeah. would just chat shit and, and, then, and then pay That's money. Nice. Um, and I was like, okay. And it was really interesting because he basically like over the course of a couple of days, he like talked me into like this setup and like explained it to me. And I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll try. I'm not sure I'm too comfortable with it though. Cause I'm also like not a massively dominant person. Like I'm definitely on the dominant side in the bedroom. But I thought your, um, I thought your BDSM test <laughs> said that you were into threesomes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dominant. Yeah. Cis white man. Cis white man. Yeah. Basic bitch. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm on the dominant side, but like it doesn't, it's not like an all consuming thing for me. Like it's just like I, I fall on that side, but like, you know, I don't go too far into that. Yeah. Area. yeah. Like, you know, I, yeah. Anyway. So uh, yeah, I was like, ah, I'll try it, but I don't know if this is, if this is really for me. And you know what? I'm doing it for a few months now and I fucking love it. Like, mm, it's yeah, you mentioned it last time. I'm, I'm excited to hear more about it. Yeah. So, I mean, where do I start? I mean, I guess 
it for me as well is it, the life the lifestyle thing was weird so basically i had to give him like my whatsapp number <laughs> and then and yeah. on whatsapp like every day and i was like this is strange it's just, he just wants to like talk to me um and i kept it like quite sexual at first in terms of stuff like you know if i was going on a date like he would pay for the date with the girl and that made sense to me because i'm like yeah because you're paying for me to like get with hot girls and then it was like you know he would ask for like pictures of these girls and a lot of girls that i told about this were like really into it <laughs> they loved the idea of like someone because they, they're not like in the sex work community like not yeah. in that world so the idea of like someone paying for a picture of them they were like fuck yeah i send these out for free like i'll do this um or like you know <laughs> that drink you're having now he'll pay for it if you like let me send you a picture of you holding it like not even just just a hand around a glass and Amazing. yeah it was it yeah. was really fun and he got off on like me telling people about it um and yeah it was really interesting and it kind of sounds like a good boy he's a very good boy (laughs) so yeah it's uh it was interesting it kind of slowly converted me and the more i did it the more i liked it and you know what i ended up realizing that i get kind of turned on by money which is a whole new (laughs) thing yeah yeah i think my working class background really shines through there when someone's paying capitalism (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i don't know i I'm, i'm not sure where to go from here like this it's really fun i'm really enjoying it i only have this one the one sub like i don't plan on really having more i mean it's it's a full-time job doing this like yeah i was gonna say it sounds quite consuming like time consuming so you know you probably wouldn't be able to give the same kind of attention Mm. to more than one um, if it's quite full on but we were saying last time obviously i am i don't really do much findom now obviously because the market's saturated but i found when people have come to me in the past few years I'm not very good at it in the sense that I have always learned from the beginning like if you're financially dominating someone you should do it ethically yeah and that is you know like know their budget know their finances yeah um and I think the very first thing I ever read about Findom it was I can't remember who wrote it but it was basically a big kind of blog post about what Findom was and what you should do and how you should go about it so that's kind of where I got my stuff from so basically when the next person approached me and said right I want to do Findom I kind of said right send me over your bank account send me over your budget (laughs) like what what do you spend on this a month what do you spend on that and let's like cut down your costs and I get that extra money that we cut down. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like I decide like make your lunch instead of buying it, save that money, send it to me, you little fucking bitch. And um, then <laughs> 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 um, he didn't, the, the guy, we'd done it for like two weeks. I thought it was going really well, but he was like, this isn't what I want. I don't want someone doing it ethically. I want someone who's going to absolutely yeah. rinse me and like use yeah. me. I'm just like, I don't feel comfortable doing that because as yourself, coming from a working class background, like I don't want to leave someone with no fucking money. Like, yeah, exactly. Or with their overdraft, just absolutely want to die because yeah. that's another thing as well. I think especially kind of, not so bad now, but there was a few years where the rise of Indom was so massive and it was just everywhere. And you had subs on Twitter, like begging people to stand up for them because like these girls had absolutely fucked them over really um, and like blackmailed them and stuff but again it, it's all it all kind of ties in together because you get a lot of findom slaves or at least you used to who kind of wanted the whole blackmail thing as well and i find that yeah. you know it really depends on who you're playing with because there's so many people that really take that too far and if you've got families and mortgages and stuff like you need to behave and yeah. really watch what you're doing and i found like i've heard so many horror stories just about 
the situations that Findom subs have got themselves into. And it seems like, for the most part, in my experience, it seems like a very extreme thing to get into. Yeah, like, nobody's kind of dabbling like a fiver here and there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe your guy, like one, one photo. And I, I've had a few that are okay and, like, paid for meals when I've went out. Um, and that kind of thing but as far as kind of like the big bucks like yeah. I haven't had anyone like that and I've, I've, I've not really done the whole like I'm gonna rape your wallet stuff because I just yeah. I'm just like are you okay can you still buy your kids dinner are you, yeah is this fine <laughs> yeah so the, the ethical side of it was something that I like crashed into head head first like probably accidentally but I, I did the same thing I was like so how much how much do you earn it was one of the first things I asked because I was thinking like, right, if this is some fucking Tory on like 70 grand, I'm going to fucking rinse him. But he's, yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's not, he's not. He's on like similar ways to me. So I was like, okay, well then what's your budget? And we agreed on a, on a tiny budget every month. And I really liked that because it was like, right, well, I know like, and that's the thing as well. So I know having like had this contact with him before years ago, I know that once he's in like a subspace and in he like, he's ready to give anything and he won't care for like budgets mm. and stuff. He'll just go for it. And I know that I had to be really careful about that. And I have been. Um, well so done. like it was sorry well done oh thanks mate <laughs> uh yeah it's hard but i think being working class helps because you you respect money a lot more and you don't want to like nick it from it's the only fucking thing it helps <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably um yeah so i um yeah so we agreed on a budget and it means that like i know where to play like in that mm. in that area do you know what i mean so yeah. like, i know like okay well i can push him really hard around payday and get like half the budget and then i need to make the rest last for the rest of the month so that he, yeah. he still gets to play throughout the month do you know what i mean um so that was really interesting the other part of the ethical side is i found out that he had a partner um mm. who doesn't know about this and yeah. that was a big problem for me um because oh, really? yeah, okay. yeah personally because um she doesn't know about this she doesn't know about um the money that's being sent off and i think mm -hmm. and they live together so in my eyes it's like also her money right it's like their, mo yeah, their that's true. money mm -hmm. um so i had a big issue with that and it took a lot of thinking to sort of get over with it get over that um but one <laughs> i'm sure it did jimmy it should <laughs> i thought about it for a good <laughs> day marilyn all right <laughs> Um, but yeah, one thing that came up was, um, so they're, they're, they've been together for a long time, for many years, and um, their sex life had started like, you know, disappearing a bit, mm. as a lot of relationships do, right? Yeah. Um, and that's something that I dealt with through counselling years ago. So through my kind of sex addiction recovery stuff in counselling, I found that Jimmy my addiction, libido... Sex addiction is not a real thing. <laughs> We've talked about this. <laughs> sex addiction is a thing. Um, <laughs> which you agree with for anyone that hasn't heard the episode. <laughs> yeah. So uh, through that, I sort of, my libido started disappearing a little bit in relationships. Okay. And I've always struggled with that because my love language isn't physical touch. It's, it's spending time with people. My mm. lust language is sex. So I had to like figure that out. So I had like a lot of experience in counseling um, on how to deal with like sex drives and how to make sex happen in relationships, you know, without it feeling forced or whatever. Um, so I ended up like giving him homework on like how to deal with this and like and get like passing on the things that I'd learned in counseling and like giving him like exercises to try with his girlfriend. And it kind of became like some of my like demands of him were to like please his girlfriend, mm. like buy her stuff or be be nice to her or you know. Yeah, that's what yeah. And that made it it, well, it, it was basically all just for me to not feel guilty about taking money. Um, but that <laughs> said, is it really interestingly? And I sort of, yeah, I, and then I realized that, you know, being like a life coach and a dom in, in, in one is a thing that people do. And I didn't know that. Mm. I mean, the thing is, I, I think the, the very essence of kind of domination 
as far as I've always understood it, was that you, sure, dominate them sexually, but you're also, if, if they're your submissive, you should be bettering their life in some way. Yeah, Whether yeah. that's, you know, <laughs> encouraging them to embrace their kinks and fetishes or whether it's, you know, helping them fulfill other aspects of their life like you've just said about about their relationship it's really you know as, as far as I'm concerned it's, it's all about kind of making them the most happy and comfortable person that they yeah. are able to be so that that's amazing that you've done that like I'm that's absolutely definitely, amazing. yeah that was definitely what I really wanted to do and I think I think I took to it quite well I think having all the counseling in myself helped because then I was like oh I can just pass on advice you know I'm not acting as a counselor but like I'm just saying hey this little exercise that I did worked for me maybe you should try that and then it's, it's made you know they've been having sex you know uh, and it's been going really well so That's lovely. yeah it makes me feel really good about it um so yeah and, and another thing is is that uh so <laughs> he's i hate the term alpha male just put it out there right this whole like alpha beta thing <laughs> so do I, but i find it really funny yeah it's funny <laughs> i laugh at people that they think they're an alpha male i think it's yeah. stupid and yeah i don't know i need to do a whole episode on this but i i i really detest people that believe in alpha males and stuff mm, like yeah. But it's a big part of this game that we're playing, right? With it my is, sub. Yeah. He likes calling me an alpha. He likes calling me sir. We had to settle on a name. I couldn't go for master. It was too weird. <laughs> sir, I can just about handle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. And, and part of that was like, he he has all these like female findoms that he's been working with over the years and, you know, other people on Twitter that he, that he adores. Um, and you know, his thing is like, he likes to give to them because he knows that he'll never, you know, be able to touch them in person and stuff like this. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to some and found one that was in London and was like, can we meet up, uh, and just like take a picture together just so I can like show my sub that I can like get my air quotes, get my hands on people that he's into. And she was like, fuck yeah, let's do that. That's That's really fun. Yeah. That was super fun. Yeah. That was really fun. I bet it was. Yeah, it was cool. What was his response? Oh, he fucking melted. Yeah, he he gave us both a bunch of money. And yeah, he he realized (laughs) within the budget, within the budget. Of course. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look Yeah. So yeah, it was really fun. And I was like, oh, okay, this kind of thing's this kind of thing's fun. And I'm like, I again I don't indulge in the alpha side of things. I don't like that. I don't like the whole like, oh, I can touch these women. It's not me. (laughs) I think it's really fucking lame. But the money side of it, I was like, I kind of like this. I'm kind of into the money that's coming in here. Um, Yeah. And I, it got me to speak to a lot of other sex workers about this. And one thing that I kept, that kept coming up is like, well, for one, all the other male Findoms that I saw, I really didn't like what they were doing. They're they're quite like, they're all about the alpha and they're they're quite like, like, they're very thuggish. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like there's nobody kind of really classy in a three piece suit that's doing it. It's always like, (laughs) umbral joggies and <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and th- there's also like you know the dark side they use a lot of homophobic language which a lot of people will get yes. off on you know the, the degradation is huge and i totally understand but like i don't know i think you can degrade someone without being hob- homophobic i think that you know a game well, you a game... definitely can but you know unfortunately it's problematic that a lot of people get off and being called these words yeah 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 well there's also like you know there's race play stuff that we've you know yeah, we've heard about stuff like that. yeah there's a lot of yeah i just think it wasn't for me it, it was yeah. not a world i want to go into um i feel like you could i i personally can degrade someone without using you know problematic language so um yeah. i wanted to try that but yeah, i believe so I, I think if you can you're not a very good dominant if you can't do it without using those uh, words yeah, if you right. can't degrade someone without using language like that then you're yeah. shit at your job <laughs> yeah 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 i i yeah 
you're really good with like language and you're very well spoken i'd love to hear you in a session like i reckon you could really degrade someone without using a single swear word <laughs> or, um, or i I have subs that I've had for a long time who enjoy being called kind of homophobic things. Yeah. Um, so very rarely I will use a word in their sessions, but when it yeah. comes to kind of humiliating new subs, I, I don't like language like that because it's not that I have a problem with using it. It's just when I say it, I cringe. Like I hate yeah. it. It's just horrible. Yeah. And then as well, I kind of think like after the session, I'm like, oh, you know, like I want to read into that a bit more. Why Why is that word so, yeah, it's just it's just not nice. But then, you know, there's so many different avenues to go into. It's like sissification is really problematic and so it's kind of like yeah. the whole forced by thing and oh, it's yeah, uh, yeah. so interesting. But yeah, not not the language for me. I don't like it. Yeah, totally. No, I, I, I've got, you know, if they want to do that and that's their, that's their style and they're good at it, then cool. It just wasn't for me. Um, but yeah, so that was why I didn't really reach out to any male fin doms. They also kind of scared me. <laughs> Must be because I'm a beta. Um, well, <laughs> the thing is, it's always guys that have like the hole punched through the fucking MDF behind them. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's always that kind of guy. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yes, I you, you should mean. be scared. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, I didn't reach out to them, but I, re I reached out to a, a, a good amount of, of female fendoms and like to ask for advice as well, you know, for, to ask for like collaborations and advice. One thing I learned from like the collaboration stuff is uh, like they're not, they don't want to, which is fair enough because they don't want to share <laughs> their, uh, their pay pigs, um, you know, budgets with anyone else, which makes sense. That was also actually, while I'm on that, that brought up something. Um, in my head so i i have a big problem or had a big problem with being a male findom as well because i maybe naively you can yeah i didn't be interested to hear your thoughts on this actually i naively thought that like you know findom is a nice thing because it kind of it's kind of like addressing the pay gap a bit you know it's rebalancing things because in my mind i'd only ever spoken to female findoms and there was a lot of money going towards you know women from high paid high powered men you yeah. know so i like that rebalancing. you were basically sexual robin hoods <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah yeah you weren't giving to the poor you were just like taking it you yourself, <laughs> yeah which is also cool so i liked that aspect of it i liked that there was like these lawyers on like 100k plus that were giving their money to sex to female sex workers so for me to step into a findom space i didn't like that i was really uncomfortable with it um, and I had to speak to a lot of other Findoms who told me like, no, it's cool. You know, men do this as well. Um, but like, you know, it, they also did, you know, validate my feelings of, yeah, yeah, you should feel bad <laughs> to an extent. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, you should feel bad to an extent, but like, don't let that kind of hang you up. If you, yeah. you know, if you, if you sat and felt bad about everything, you probably should feel bad about you. <laughs> Fuck all, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. We'd still be in our pajamas <laughs> and uh, in bed. Yeah. Listen, I don't have any trousers on, so... <laughs> Me neither. It's fine. We're in podcast <laughs> mode. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Okay, good. So I should feel a bit bad, uh, but not completely. Well, not anymore, no. You should feel bad. But, like, when you... You know, it, I think it's the best thing is just that you kind of dissected it a bit. That's the most important bit. Right. Rather than feeling bad about it, you kind of thought, oh, wait, I should feel bad about this, and then dissect it, talk about it, and now you're fine. Don't yeah. feel bad about it. All right, cool. Thanks, Marilyn. Cheers. Uh, I knew I should talk to you about this. You're welcome. I was definitely on a, on a, on a point. I can't remember what it was. But yeah, I spoke, I, I found that like, it was quite interesting talking to other, other female fandoms about it because yeah, some of them thought I was an absolute cunt for even like suggesting that we collaborate. And, really? Uh, others Why? Really for it. Yeah. Um, well, I guess like, you, it's like, uh, I think they saw it as like sharing that because I was basically saying, well, my, my sub is giving me money, right? And I know his budget and it's all coming to me. 
So if I'm going to collab with someone, it's that's just giving some money to them, right? So I was like, well, I was trying to find people to like collab with like, how about you bring one of your subs, I bring my subs, and then we share the money, right? So we're, I'm I'm technically getting the same amount of money, but like, it's fun. It's a fun thing for me to try. And yeah, like, you know, And I like sort of pushing myself in this area a bit because I was very uncomfortable with it at the start. And now I kind of enjoy it. Um, but yeah, the idea of that was just like, I, I got a lot of like abuse, <laughs> like a lot of get the fuck out of my DMs. I don't want to like share my uh, slaves with you. Which Ooh. I think, yeah, it was probably an aspect of, you know, being a male Findon, which, so I kind of support what they're doing, you know, I kind of agree with it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you sound unconvinced. I don't know, they just sound fucking rude to me. But... <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have any advice for me moving forward then? What do you think? Even though you are self-confessed, like, bad Findon. Um, no, I think you're doing a great job. I, I love hearing about people that are managing to do it ethically um, mm. and enjoying it, both them and the sub. I think you're doing amazing. So, yeah, well, I've had to learn to enjoy it. It's been quite a fascinating thing because I was like, oh, I'll do it for a bit and get a bit of money. This will be fun. But like the more I do it, I'm starting to realize that, yeah, getting paid for stuff like sex and, you know, going on dates and stuff. You definitely just took a picture of me. Uh, for, the, for, the, for the gram. <laughs> okay, nice. uh, it's kind of hot. Yeah, I'm kind of into it. Good. There you go. So anyway, I'll send you an invoice for this and uh, you can pay me in 30 <laughs> yes, days. Sir. Yes, sir. Please send me it. Oh. <laughs> Keep it in the budget. <laughs> you've made me realize how unsexy budgets are now <laughs> you've said it so many times and i'm like oh <laughs> all right that's all we have time for today thank you so much for listening it really really means a lot to me that you have gone out your way to come and listen to me talk to people about their weird sex stories um if you like what we're doing go check us a follow on let's talk about sex jamie on instagram uh tell your friends about us leave a review on itunes all that stuff that people with podcasts say at the end basically um yeah really means a lot that you listen and hope to see you next week love you bye